0: I think we got a heck of a shot of winning. We beat anybody
1: in the world, and I think we're gonna win next Sunday.
0: Yes, Namath is on the hot seat. Most of the pressure's on him. He has said that the Jets are going to win. He doesn't even predict it. He said, I guarantee a Jet victory. Leave it to the New York Knicks to find a way to rake my last damn nerve like only they can. I mean, you just, the Knicks can't catch a break to save their damn lives. You know you know you
1: know you know Here in the bottom of the 10th inning, and it's running to deep right field. It's going, going, and it it's gone, goodbye. And the Mets win it on Strawberry's two-run home run in the 10th inning. You're listening to
0: KZAA LP, Santa
1: Barbara
0: 96.5 FM, Gaza!
1: long island on the radio station phone line right now or what <laughs> what's going on what's up what's up um hang tight real quick let me let the listeners know what's up um what's up again to all the radio listeners uh we just heard a bunch of crazy stuff. i think we had Stephen a smith calling the radio station phone lines and go crazy about the knicks <laughs> um we heard some standstill some fiddlehead a uh, bunch of good music uh we're live on kzaa 96.5 fm right now um What's up to streaming listeners? Um, You can listen to this show um, on the radio every Thursday um, in the 805 Santa Barbara, KZAA 96.5 FM. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting the show. Um, I'm pretty honored, pretty stoked right now uh, to be joined all the way from uh, the East Coast by Dan Seeley from the Almighty King 9 on our little community radio station phone line right now. So, Dan, what's up? How are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm I'm honored to be a part of the show tonight. Or today for you guys, I guess, to drive home.
1: Yeah, we got all the people in the in the 101 traffic right now tuned in to hear King 9. <laughs> <laughs> um where are you calling from today?
0: Uh currently I'm sitting in my apartment in Astoria, Queens. Uh just Getting ready to watch the Islanders most likely lose to the Buffalo Sabres tonight, but that's all right.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah, so I guess, uh, so is it pretty normal for for games? Because um, I've been in California my whole life, so I'm used to like, you know, I'd be watching, that'd be like a 5 o'clock start time for us. So do games, like Islanders games usually start around like 8 your time or so? So,
0: so almost always my whole life games were always 7 o'clock start times. 7 o'clock or 7.30 start times for hockey. Same thing with baseball, all East Coast games are 7 o'clock start times, you know, for, for the most part. Um, so, yeah, it, it is weird because to me, you know, where, where it gets weird is football because Sunday, 1 o'clock games, that's the time. You know, it's 1 o'clock, it's lunchtime, it's afternoon, everybody's already done all their stuff in the morning. But now you go to the West Coast and the one o'clock games are ten a.m. and it's like I don't even want to watch football yet. I can't <laughs> get
1: my brain around it yet. Yeah, no, I know it's that's that's interesting. I always think about that because your first game of the day is one thirty. Our first game is ten, so I'm always up. Like especially if there's a game on I want to watch, I get my stuff done early and it's like ten a.m. football.
0: Yeah, that that part of it is is kind of cool to just be able to just like wake up and you're, you're in the middle of it. You're just ready to go. There's no lag between anything, but I do like to, you know, like enjoy my Sunday morning for a little bit.
1: (laughs) For sure, man. For sure. Well, uh, thanks so much for, for calling in the radio station. I know you've, I know you've done some interviews recently. Um, so I, I appreciate you taking the time. Um, I'm a huge King nine fan and, uh, it means a lot to me. So thank you. Uh,
0: Dude, I I appreciate you having me. I'll I'll always take the time out to talk to anybody who's willing to listen to me talk about nothing, pretty much.
1: (laughs) For sure. Um, Speaking of radio, have you ever been a radio listener in your life?
0: I, when I was younger, so on the East Coast, I'm sure it was syndicated out out on the West Coast too, but when I was younger, I listened to uh, Opie and Anthony and obviously Howard Stern, and I loved – talk radio <laughs> when i was when i was honestly when I, from the time i was about like 13 on i loved that talk radio stuff i even listened to a smaller show uh, called ron and fez which i have no idea if it ever even existed on the west coast but i did and there was uh, for us krock 92.3 K Rock was like the new york Uh, like rock and metal station, and when I was younger, it it honestly was was kind of cool. You would hear you would hear like VOD on there, and you would hear some kind of like hardcore stuff and some not, but it it was kind of cool.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, we we had we have a K Rock out here too, but it's more like uh alternative rock. Um, but yeah, I I love talk radio too. I still I love like sports talk radio. I still listen to it like when I drive, um, and yeah, how I, I used to listen to Howard Stern with my dad growing up when he was still on FM radio um, before he went to, you know, where he could say whatever he wanted, so Howard Stern's for sure a radio legend, man.
0: Oh, yeah, of course, and you know, you know, speaking of sports talk radio, the other huge one I listened to when I was super young was Mike and the Mad Dog, which was a New York sports radio show, and now, you know, then they split their ways, and they have their own things now, but Mike and the Mad Dog when I was younger was so great. It
1: was amazing. That's epic. Mad Dog is a Mad Dog's a crazy sports, a crazy sports personality, man. Oh yeah, he is. Um yeah, he's a good he, I if I'm thinking of uh Chris Mad Dog, the, he's like a mainly a baseball guy, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly who it is. Dude, that guy rules,
1: he, man. <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got so, some of the best takes ever. His he he used to have
0: like just legendary just (laughs) lunatic rants about nothing you know what i mean just going insane about stuff and yeah him and mike francesa who still does his new york show uh used to have their own show together for like years for like 20 years i think they had their own show together on radio and yeah it was it was awesome i loved it when i was a kid and honestly I think if I went back and listened to shows now with the two of them I would still like it. So
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like a lot of a lot of people that are on TV doing sports now like everyone's kind of had a radio history, but Mad Dog has his own uh, show on MLB Network. I can't remember what it's called, but he basically it's, it's- yeah, it's like the hot stove or so, It's something like yeah, that. Yeah, or like high heat or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, exactly what you're talking about. He gets on there and just lets loose for like an hour straight. It's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> right on, right on. Um so yeah, we're uh the the radio station is inside this building um called Casa de la Rosa um in Santa Barbara just north of Ventura, Oxnard. Uh, it's a pretty historical place for punk and hardcore, not so much in the last 10 years, but Ramones have played here, Bad Brains. I mean, it's kind of where Downpressor got their start, Violation, sure. bold. My, my
0: My first band played Casa de la Rosa with Take Offense and Violation in 2008, I think it was, 2008 or 2009, so I've been there. Oh, okay. I've been there. Yeah, John Glue booked the
1: show, if I remember right, too. Sick, dude. Yeah, I, I meant to ask you about that. I just didn't, you know, I, I forgot to. But, yeah, so that's awesome. Do you remember, it's probably, like, hard to remember, but do you remember what kind of room you played in? Was it just, like, a tile floor? Yeah, it was a tile floor. It was, like, a,
0: a bit of a bigger room, but it was a tile floor, and, uh, and they just used, like, the merch tables to, like, cut it in half. Yeah. But the show, yeah, the show was, it was violation my old band, Mind Peace, take offense, and oh, man, I can't remember if John's old band played or not. But yeah, it, that that was that was that was the show. I just uh, can't remember most of the details.
1: No, that's cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so I'm I'm right around the corner from that room, from that main hall, um, and um, yeah, so that's where the the radio station is. Um, they don't really have I did manage to put together a little fest for the radio show and brought down presser back here over the summer which was really fun um but yeah so that's cool that you played here I meant to ask you that but um yeah pretty historical plays happy to be able to do a radio show out of here for sure yeah yeah that's that's really cool that that that's there man. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of falling apart, but I was texting my friend today. I'm like, dude, I'm going to do like one of my favorite interviews I'm prepping for, and the power's going to be out or something. <laughs> yeah, I actually, when I I interviewed Oddly uh, from Incendiary, um, some, it was a while ago, but I rolled up to do the interview, and the entire, all the power in the building was out completely. It was just dark, and I was like, yeah, so I, I ran everything off a generator, and I did the interview in the dark. It was pretty it was pretty wild, but it worked out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's insane.
1: I know. I was like, dude, it's incendiary, man. I can't like, <laughs> I can't reschedule this. I'm gonna feel like an idiot. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So, so thanks again for calling in. Um, so yeah, we're here, Santa Barbara, Casa de la Rosa. I wanted to ask you, uh, what's your what's your favorite thing about California, and what's your favorite part of California?
0: Well, it's such a, uh, I'm sure it's such a played out take for everybody, but my favorite thing about California is the food and more specifically the Mexican food. And, and I, know, I know that's probably what so many people say, but uh, I, that really is it. And and honestly, as far as my favorite part of California, it right, really is Santa Barbara, Ventura, Santa Barbara, that whole area. We have so many friends from there and And I've, I've been to so so many cool shows there and, and played shows there. And it's, it's just, I have a lot of like fond memories of Santa Barbara and going to Isla Vista and just causing all sorts of trouble and, and. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's that's got to be my,
1: my favorite part of California,
0: without a doubt.
1: Nice, man. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. That's <laughs> that's cool to hear. Um, yeah, I love it here. I grew up in the Inland Empire. Like I grew up like right by the Showcase Theater, if you ever went there back yep. in the day. Oh, um, I, I did. <laughs> yeah. So I could skate there like 10 minutes from my house. Um, but uh, I moved here in, in, like seven and a half years ago, and I love it here. I love the Central Coast. And Being by the beach and everything um well man we got to do a king nine show in oxnard or ventura then man oh man i i would i would love that i'm trying to think
0: i don't remember the last show that i went to that was in ventura proper i can't remember what it would have been damn uh yeah i don't know um
1: hmm Yeah, it kind of it fell off for a little while. Um, but in the last, like, two years, there's been, like, a resurgence of young bands. And my friends and I kind of, like, found, finding a couple places and booking a lot of shows and kind of, like, trying to really hard to get the bands to do Oxnard after their L.A. show, which is, like, hit or miss, you know. But uh, Yeah. And, and much love to our friends in Dead Heat because they kind of, you know, came out of Oxnard and really, like, really you know put it on for for our area and that that helped a lot you know yeah of course i mean i
0: i there was a time when oxnard was like you know uh, there was a lot of sick bands out there what's what's the new in control band what's what's uh what is their their newer band
1: uh retaliate is like retaliate yeah that's yeah. What
0: it like. i know it's not new it's been around for a while but that's like the band after in control that. Yeah. that was awesome. And, and yeah, man, that there's a lot of, there is a lot of cool stuff that came out of, of Oxnard and, and Ventura. It's like, you know, it, it's, it's awesome. I always re- really like that area and I, I would definitely love to, to do something um, in, in those areas or maybe just in Santa Barbara
1: or who knows
0: what, but yeah.
1: Well, you let me know, man, next time King nine's coming to the west coast text me and we'll set it up for sure we'll take care of you
0: yeah we could definitely do
1: that cool man um so do you have any like favorite uh current hardcore bands or, or any type of bands coming out of california right now or any like standout favorites um california bands like from the past uh, well, I, there's always a ton
0: of bands from California that I love and still love. Um, mostly, you know, my friends bands and bands that we can be that I became friends with, but I definitely love, uh, for newer bands, there, there's a band called mongrel yeah. from San Diego. That's, that's awesome. I, I really love them. We played with them, uh, in San Diego about a month ago and it was awesome and, and they're great that I love that demo they put out. Um, that I think it, the record is actually coming out on uh, days sometime next month. I think I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I really love that. And <clears throat> I mean, they're, they're they're not newer. They're they're not new, but they're newer bands like Momentum and Vamacara, I'll say is a newer band because you know they changed their lineup and they did new yeah. music and all that. But yeah, I mean th- those bands were for sure like some of my more favorite california stuff that's come out in recent time and you know california is just a a hotbed there's always (laughs) stuff coming out there really is there's always stuff coming out so it's like that you i don't know if you realize it because you might not be able to go to shows out of state or in you know the other coast or anything as much but California has one of the strongest hardcore scenes maybe ever, especially right now because it's, it's ridiculous right now. So it's it's awesome, man. And if if you're listening to this and you're part of the, the hardcore scene out there, just cherish it because it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. I, you know, other places don't have it as good as, as you
1: guys do. Yeah, no, I've, I've definitely over the years doing this show and interviewing bands from like all over the place, I've definitely – come to realize that especially like you know i interviewed this band full stride out of bloomington indiana and like i don't think i had heard of bloomington indiana before i did the interview with them <laughs> and um yeah it's just it, it is man we got like california such a big state and it's like you know you got like san diego 805 la and then now santa cruz is like just insane you know and then bay area it's like the whole state it's just yeah, really lucky. I, I love it here. I love to live here. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I I'm not gonna say I'm jealous because I love New York, but <laughs> yeah, there,
1: it's 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 something for sure, man. Um, all right, well, I I appreciate you being down to talk a little bit of sports. Um, cause it's not it's not too common that people are down. Um, I am a a huge sports fan. Um, I love sports of all kind. Um, I'm a diehard dodger fan that's probably my biggest that's probably where i feel the most pain when they lose which is still stupid but (laughs) it happens you know
0: (laughs) i you know people people can say everything about you know oh it's lame to care about sports and whatever but man there's nothing like it it's awesome i don't care it's it's great it's great to be so passionate about something even though it is just a sports team or whatever it is like it's just great to care about something that much i mean i i live and die on the islanders and i live and die on the mets and it's it's rough (laughs) it's real (laughs) rough
1: yeah no i i i agree i mean there's nothing like getting together with your you know friends and you know, barbecuing and watching a big game or going to a game or just, you know, talking crap with your friends about whatever, you know, I bet a little bit of money here and there, nothing crazy, but it's just fun, dude. I mean, I, I I love sports. It's been a part of my life since I was a kid and you know, I, I still love it today. Yeah, it's the same thing for me. It's, it's
0: just been something in my life since I, since ever since I can remember.
1: So it's just always something that I'm – there's no way I'm not going to love it. For sure. All right, well, I'm going to run through some – I'm going to run through your teams with you. I got a couple questions. Let's talk real quick. The New York Jets, what a surprising season. Oh um, a li- I mean, I was impressed at the beginning of the season. People were saying they're going to the Super Bowl and all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, just kind of your thoughts on, on the Jets' season this year, and uh, you think they'll make the playoffs next year? I mean, look, they had a good season. I wouldn't say I shouldn't say good. They had a a, a
0: an okay season. They have they have people that that seem like are going to be real standouts. You know, you have Elijah Moore. You have Donovan Knight. Even though he did get hurt pretty early on in the season, it definitely looked like he would will be somebody that can be a huge part of the team going forward. The D line looks amazing now, and they they've kind of like come into their own, and they they look good. And Sauce Gardner, Sauce is awesome. Gardner, they all, man, they have all these pieces that that will like for sure be something in the future. But they, Zach Wilson's not the guy. <laughs> we all know that he is not the guy. He's got to go, he, man. He, he has to go. It's they got to figure something out. Whether they draft, trade, or sign, I don't know. Everybody, I've been hearing people talk about, oh, Lamar Jackson. Maybe they can get Lamar. I don't. I have no idea. But he that has to get figured out. And Robert Sala is a terrible coach. He's <laughs> off. He he mismanages games all the time. Their offensive play calling is atrocious. It, it's like, it, it's so frustrating. So, yeah, if they can figure out the quarterback situation and, and you know, get rid of Sala, get rid of that and, and change that up and maybe draft well this year, yeah, they, they could be. They really could be because, obviously, you know, playing – in the AFC East, the Bills are the team right now. But there's no reason the Jets can't be right behind them, yeah. get into the playoffs, and, and do something. You know what I mean? Because it's exactly what the Giants are doing right now. They have the Eagles, who are the team, yep. but the Giants are right behind them,
1: and they're playing really well. So, who knows? For sure. I think the AFC East is kind of returning to like the 90s supremacy. You know, AFC East in the 90s was banging, and I feel like it's kind of – it's kind of getting back to to a really competitive division and i was stoked to watch the jets this year every time they were on tv out here i watched them and i was happy that they had like a you know i don't think anybody thought they were going to be close to 500
0: yeah i i definitely didn't think they were going to be a 500 <laughs> team this year but yeah i mean it it, it is we'll see we'll see cuz <laughs> i've seen these these like seven and, seven nine, and nine jets yeah. teams <laughs> before where i'm like oh no there, there's something there there's something there and then you know you you get into the beginning of the season after it and, and whatever you thought was there is just completely gone so
1: yeah we'll see we'll see for sure um the islanders uh you know they they came very close to uh going to the stanley cup uh what was that two years ago right yeah to end the year before that and, too so the bubble
0: year the yeah. bubble year in 2020 and um the year after in 2021 yep. we went to the conference final two two times in a row which was truly that was the Stan- the Stanley Cup the winner of that <laughs> sure. the winner of that was going to win the Stanley Cup anyways cuz the canadians that year were not even close to the level that the lightning and islanders were playing on and the same thing with the stars they were just not even, it wasn't even a competition when they played the Lightning. And it's just like, it's very obvious. And and a few Lightning players have said that before, that that year, like that round was the Stanley Cup. That was the harder round. That was the round that was like, wow, the, the, these are the two best teams in the NHL. Now they are so mismanaged and, and a dumpster fire. And, and who <laughs> knows? It, it could be another, it could be another you know 10 years until they're a relevant team again so they
1: got Aho oh, though
0: i love ajo i do too i i actually really do but it, uh, man they are they're just out of sorts they they got they, they're just not they're not working correctly if that makes sense
1: totally yeah they're about like sitting like in the sixth spot in the east or six or seven somewhere around there right Little above yeah, five hundred. We'll, yeah, so they so they lost,
0: but this is the problem. They've lost five of the la- of their last six. They picked up points a couple times, but it's really not been good. <laughs> They've not done well in the last stretch of games, and you know it's yeah, it's it's frustrating at the least.
1: <laughs> well, shout out to uh, Pat Lafontaine. Sadly, the concussion king of the NHL, but one of the grittiest, (laughs) (laughs) one of the grittiest, greatest NHL players of all time, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, I won't disagree with you. You know, there is a a nice link between the, I'm assuming you're a Kings fan, but there is a nice link between the Kings and the Islanders. For years, there's always Kings players that, no, I shouldn't say always. There's been a few Kings players, like Kings greats, that have gone to the Islanders. And, you know, one of which, the main one is Butch Goring. Yeah, Butch Goring was, you know, amazing on the Kings in the 70s and then into the 80s, went to the Islanders and was the final piece for those teams to win their four Stanley Cups. So there is a little bit of a connection
1: there. Nice. Yeah, well, we'll see. Hoping for the best uh, for the Islanders this year. It was really exciting to watch them in that run. And then they just hit, you know, the lightning at the, at the peak of the, Uh, of the lightning near three Pete. So, um, (laughs) yeah, brutal. So I'm a baseball guy. Like I love all sports, but I played baseball my whole life. I'm a baseball guy. That's what I'm, that's my favorite. I follow baseball closely. What do you think about the Justin Verlander signing? Um,
0: I mean, (laughs) it's just another, it's another Scherzer. It's another Scherzer signing, basically, you know, like it, it, during the regular season, he's going to be amazing. I'm sure he's going to be unbelievable and he's going to have, you know, 15 wins or whatever it is. I'm sure he's going to do well, but <clears throat> once, once they get to the playoffs, that's all that matters mm-hmm. because if you can't hack it there, like, you know, and <laughs> I don't know, it, it, I, it's, it's so frustrating because I, I don't know if I can stand to watch another Mets pitcher just get hammered in the end <laughs> of the season into the playoffs.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, Scherzer's got to figure out the arm thing, man. He seems like he's whatever the dead arm thing he's got. He had that when he had his little stand with the Dodgers. I mean, he's yeah. He's a great pitcher. I'm not saying he's not. You know, he's a champion, no, World Series not. He's champion. But yeah, he's getting old. But yeah, the Mets have stacked the arms, man. Uh, Ottavino, they got Quintana, yeah. which was Quintana. I thought was an interesting sign. I, Brought me Diaz too. Back.
0: Um, yeah,
1: my 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 two favorite signings
0: for uh, their pitchers have been Quintana and Senga. Those two are like the ones that I'm like most excited about. Like Verlander's cool, but those two guys, middle of the, uh, you know, well for Senga being in the middle of the rotation like that, that that's going to be big. That's I I really, really do think that that is going to be a a game changer for them because they can rely on that. It's not like in the past years where they've had Taiwan Walker who it's like, you (laughs) you have no idea what you're getting when he goes out there. He can throw, you know, it's any of those contact pitchers that are like that. It's like, you have no clue. He can go out there and pitch a gym and get you eight innings. Or he can get obliterated in the first <laughs> inning, and you have to go into your bullpen the rest of the time. It's yeah. frustrating. So,
1: for sure. And well, we got your we got your boy Syndergaard over here in L.A. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We'll see if maybe uh, people tend to have a little resurgence in their career when they put the when they put the blue and white on, man, and play in the ravine. Yeah. So you you know, it, it, I liked him a lot. I loved him when he was on the Mets,
0: but the one thing that I always noticed about him and I, there's something to this this year for him too, but in big games, he always crumbled. He never won playoff games. He was always just kind of, he would shy away from a lot of that stuff. And this year he was supposed to pitch against the Mets twice. And he, he backed out and, and, uh, you know, oh, you know, he needs an extra day of rest or, or, you know, I know, that's sketchy, sick. man.
1: Different times, I, you
0: know, I I thought, I think he was scared. And I think that's <laughs> like, I think that's because, you know, he, I think that shows how he was. He was, he, in big yeah. games, he was never that good. And he pitched, he pitched in a playoff game this year, right? Am I, am I wrong? No, he pitched he in a playoff he game. He did for the, yeah.
1: Yeah, for the Phillies. Yeah.
0: For the Phillies. Yeah. For the Phillies. And, and, he did not. I don't know. I remember the game because I remember wanting him to get blown up. But he, I remember he had like a like a three run first inning and like a two run second inning. But the Phillies put up five, so it didn't matter. Didn't look that like bad, put, yeah. Yeah, it, they put up five in those two innings, so it was like okay. But it was it made, those runs and in those innings. He would have looked like a joke. It would have looked like one of the worst things they could have done.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he he's got a he's got one of those flat fastballs. He throws really hard, and he doesn't have much movement. And it's like you know it's hitters these hitters know how to hit that after a while. So because when he came up in his first couple of years, I mean first two, I mean he was throwing like 98, 99 Just he oh, had the yeah. hair. He was blowing blown by people, but like. You know these these major league hitters they'll they'll figure that out pretty quickly if you don't have anything oh, yeah, else if you're would. not crafty you know
0: Yeah and, and that's absolutely what it was he came up he pitched in a good spot in the lineup he had he had like innings limitations he didn't really throw too many innings and and he was able to just yeah all he does is just has in good speed that's really it and he had no breaking pitches he didn't have like a strikeout pitch so, I, I don't know, man. He's all right. He's fine. I don't think he's a big game guy. Not no. that you guys need it, but, you know, he just, he bothers me. Yeah. You know, the the one person, the one person from the, those 2015, 2016 Mets teams that gets, I, I don't understand what's going on, is Michael Conforto. I The guy stud. was amazing. Yep. He's a stud. And now he gets... Just he's not even playing. Like I don't even know what's going on. It's 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 honestly sad to to uh,
1: to see. Yeah, yeah, Conforto. Yeah, I don't don't hear that much about him anymore. Um But I, you know, I think I don't, I don't think the Mets are going anywhere. I think they're committed to winning. Their you know their lineup's been good the last couple years. Uh, I love Francisco Lindor. Um, I'm not gonna say anything about an early exit from the playoffs because the Dodgers lost to the Padres. Yeah. So uh, I think that the Mets will be back next year, and and I'm I've always wanted to go to Shea Stadium. I've, I've never been to New York, so I, I oh man, yeah.
0: Well, so so City Field, their their new stadium. Well, it's not new anymore, but it's been there for geez, 15 years or something like that it's beautiful it's the best place i've ever watched baseball granted i haven't seen baseball in many places but i have seen it in, in a few and it's the best place to watch baseball without a doubt nice. um but shea stadium their old stadium was terrible it was awful. <laughs> i know that's yeah, what i heard yeah yeah it, like it, you know it holds a special place in my heart because my dad would bring us there when i was a little kid and i i had been there a hundred times, you know, when I was very young, but it was not very cool. But one cool thing about uh, Shea Stadium is my father grew up right on the other side of the Long Island Expressway from Shea Stadium. So In the outfield in Shea Stadium, it was just bleachers. It was very low. So the stadium kind of ended, and it was really – there was, like, some bleachers. But you could see into the stadium. You could see – if you got up high enough, you can see into Shea Stadium. You could see home plate. You could watch the game like that. That's so cool. And where my father lived, he grew up in a cemetery. Because my my grandfather was the caretaker, Hmm. he was able to climb up into trees with binoculars and have a radio and watch Mets games, like out of some movie or something. (laughs) I was just gonna say that's
1: like a, just a old school American story, man. That's awesome. I love that, man. I I still listen to baseball on the radio. I love it. Yeah.
0: So here we have
1: we have Howie Rose, which I'm not that I would
0: expect you to know who that is, but he is bar none the best the Mets are lucky. They have the best broadcast team ever because Howie Rose is on the radio and Howie Rose is just amazing. And then they have Keith Hernandez, Gary Cohen and Ron Darling on the TV. And that's, that is Legend. easily <laughs> some, and it's some of the funniest, funniest TV you'll hear period.
1: They're just idiots. They're just
0: <laughs> talk about nothing but baseball the entire time or everything, but
1: baseball. yeah, no, that's great. Um, all right, so we're on uh, KZAA ninety six point five FM broadcasting out at Casa de la Raza, talking to Dan Seeley from King Nine. Uh, we'll finish up the sports segment with. Uh, all right, it's been fifty years since the New York Knickerbockers have won a championship, oh, and <laughs> not. I'm not. I'm not dissing because I love. I, I'm. You know, I'm a huge '90s NBA fan. Like I love everything about the '90s NBA. The jerseys, the players, just everything about it, and and the Knicks were really good in the '90s. Um, but it's been a while since they've won a championship. It's been a while since they've made a deep playoff run. Um, when do you think the Knicks are? You know, there's they're sixth in the East right now. I mean, do you think it's gonna be a couple more years before they before they come back, or or do you think uh, or you? I mean, what do you think about the Knicks? I, I it's hard that
0: ba- basketball has such a parody to it. Ba- basketball yeah. is like, you know, it really is just, there's a handful of top teams and those are the teams that are going to win. And that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So it, it is, it is hard to say because, do I want the Knicks to do well? Of course I do. I was never the biggest basketball fan, but I liked the Knicks, especially like you said in the '90s when it was Ewing and and all those guys on those teams. I yeah. I I thought it was awesome. But the reality is, is that they. I I was even you know I I haven't watched many Knicks games this season. I watched I watched last night though, and and they just. They seem like they've never played together before ever. <laughs> yeah. Jalen, Jalen, Jalen Brunson's awesome. He's, he's a baller, a yeah. yeah. he's been a great, great addition. And they got a couple bench guys that play really well, um, you know. But but for the most part, it's like, all right, which Julius Randle are you gonna get every game? Dude, are you
1: gonna, you know what I mean? He played for the Lakers, so he, man, so I know about Julius Randle. <laughs> yeah, so
0: like which. Which Julius Randle are you going to get? Is he going to put up 40, <laughs> put up 40 or yeah. is he going to foul out in the second <laughs> quarter? Like it's crazy. You know, yeah. I think, I think, I think RJ Barrett has kind of stepped back a little bit this year. He was really good last year. He's had a great year this year, but I just think yeah. he's playing as well as he did. I think mostly because Jalen Brunson has really taken over most of the yeah. offense like that, but I don't know. I think I think that they're they're some ways away. I, I'm sure they'll make the playoffs. You know, I'm sure they'll they'll be in contention at least. But I just don't think they have it. I would love to see the Knicks win a series, for the love of God. I mean,
1: they won Game One against uh, was it against the Hawks. <laughs> yeah, was it against the Hawks. That's it. And that's that, that it. was that's just like. Almost riots on the streets in New York City. Yeah.
0: Same thing same thing when they when they beat they won uh they won game two against the Heat. Uh (laughs) I don't even remember how many years ago it was at this point. But yeah, it's like it when they're good it's great because everybody loves it. You know, like I don't know anybody that likes the Nets. I know there's people that like the Nets here, but I don't know anybody that likes the Nets. Because that in New York especially, like and I'm sure you guys have some of the same stuff in LA, but like we, you know, New York, it's like you have the Jets, the Giants, the Mets, the Yankees, the Rangers, the Islanders, but forever, it was always just the Knicks. Yeah. So it was like the one thing that everybody was like, no, we all love the Knicks. And it was like a cool, it was cool like that, but it just, since the Nets have been here, I I don't really, they've had more success than the Knicks have.
1: <laughs> they have. Probably because they had that Jay-Z money and they got all the you got Kevin Durant and all those guys, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's okay. Nobody like no. There's no Clippers fans in California, so right. Yeah, that.
0: <laughs> you know what? I I do know one Clippers fan who is from Santa Barbara, and his name is Austin Crane, and he is he is the weird because he says he's a Celtics fan, <laughs> but then I've seen him like the Clippers before, and I don't know what is going on with
1: him, but. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, thanks for talking sports, man. Um I appreciate it a lot. I'll uh, I'll have my eyes on the Mets this year and um we'll see what happens with the Knicks. Um but yeah, let's talk let's talk a little bit about King Nine. Um I saw you guys so uh, the last time I saw you guys was at For the Children. Um and I had texted Mike. Oh, shout out to Mike, Mike Musili, uh from, oh, yeah, from of course. Become One. Um Mike Mike Rocks, he's hooked me Long up island, Long island Long island legend. legend. <laughs> yeah he's uh i interviewed him for his band become one a, a while ago and we've kind of just stayed in touch and he's hooked me up with a lot of really cool interviews and stuff so uh shout out to mike um but yeah i, I texted him after i saw your set at for the children the king nine set i sent him a picture because i figured he'd like that and uh i asked him I'm like dude i want to get someone from the band to interview because you guys were so good man like i hadn't seen you in a while and uh you guys were so good. I just, I've been, I've, I love King nine. And, uh, so that, that was a great set at for the children for sure.
0: Oh yeah. That, that was, that was one of our favorite sets that we've played in a really long time. It, It felt really good for, for whatever reason, LA, and I can't leave out Northern California, but the Bay area and LA have been like second homes to us ever since we've been a band. And it felt really good to play a bigger show in L.A., and it was it was awesome. We had, we had a
1: ton of fun. That's what's up. Um, so, yeah, if you guys uh, – so you played a couple shows out here. Um, yeah, if you just – if there's anything currently going on with the band that you can share about, like uh, any shows coming up or – or anything like that um or if you know off the top of your head where anyone because people always ask me like oh where can i buy a record or whatever so if there's anything you can remember off the top of your head or where to get stuff or anything currently happening or coming up that you can share about
0: yeah so we um currently uh we have we do have some shows coming up on the east coast we have a show in baltimore um with tui this not this weekend, but the weekend after it on the twenty eighth. Uh, Crazy is, lineup. <laughs> yeah, gonna be gonna be awesome. We're playing the actual pre show for the the TUI show, so that that will be cool. With uh, we're playing with Next Step Up and Law of Power actually too. Nice. Um, and we have the only other show we have lined up is a, uh, a show in Detroit, Tied Down Fest, um, with Negative Approach, Gorilla Biscuits, God's Hate. Um, also, Dead a Body. crazy lineup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the lineup is just like absolutely ridiculous. Ty is on that too. So, yeah, th- those are really our only show plans as of right now. um But as far as new music goes, we are uh, writing new music right now. We're going to do two EPs this year. We're going to record soon on one of them, and then we're going to record uh, probably a few months after for a second one. And and we're just. We just want to, We just think that that's it's going to be a cool idea to just do different. Just do two EPs. You'll get a few songs in the beginning of the year. You'll get a few songs at the end of the year, and you know, we'll split it up that way. And I, I think I think it's a cool way to approach it. And, and I think it takes uh, it takes a lot of the pressure off of writing an LP because, you know, for for people who may or may not have been in a band or anything like that, writing ten to twelve songs in one shot is it's a daunting task and it's a lot. And you, you really do tend to accept a certain amount of mediocrity because it's, you know, you want to make everything the best that it possibly can be, but there just isn't a way to do that. You have to accept that certain things are going to just be maybe below the level you want to be them to be at. And, And I think that writing two EPs and the way we're doing it is, a way to sort of circumvent that and get around that and not have to worry about that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've, I've definitely got that from all the bands I've interviewed, um, people that have done LPs, especially like a hardcore LP. I mean, you guys have already done two of them. So it's like, you know, you could probably, it's true. That's, yeah. that's most, that's more than like most hardcore bands really ever come close to. <laughs> yeah. Even some of the best hardcore bands have ever, you know? Um, so yeah, that makes a little sense. Makes a lot of sense. Well, dude, I'm hyped for some new King Nine music this year. That'll be, I mean, I, I, you guys have everything you have out right now is great. So that'll be awesome. I'm hyped. Yeah, two yeah. EPs. That'll be sick. Yeah, I'm, uh,
0: like I said, we're we're excited for it. And, and, and you know, we we only write new music every five years, so it's,
1: <laughs> it's respect hard. For respect.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, we we got we everybody's got careers and jobs and and all that, and it's it's uh not the easiest thing in the world for us but it's definitely something we all like very very much love doing so you know we we appreciate the that we're able to do this still and able to play shows as much as we can and then do things like that so it is it is nice to be able to do
1: for sure man um so i so shout out to spencer from scoped exposure he beat me to the whole tv chisel thing he broke the (laughs) he broke the story before me i texted him i'm like dang man you beat me to it (laughs) because we because we already had this uh interview planned before that whole thing happened and so um i was kind of like oh sick we'll be able to like talk about it on the radio and then i saw spencer post the video and i was like damn he 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 was the first one to break the story (laughs) so um i can tell the listeners um especially the streaming listeners you can go to scoped exposure podcast and hear that story. Um, Dan, if you want to say anything about it, you can, um, I mean, but you've already told the story. Um, we can talk about some more stuff. It's up to you. Oh, no, I will give you the quick version. Of okay, it for everybody let's go. That let's
0: uh, so, um, we obviously played FYA fest in Florida, um, a couple of weekends ago, which was great. It was an amazing show. It was awesome. The chisel, good friends of ours played the day after um, they played uh, the regular show. And then they were going to play an an after show after the last day of the fest. And I was so shot. I was so tired. So I went back to our hotel and, you know, the rest of my band was, had been drinking all night and they were like, no, we're going to go to the after show. We're going to go after show. So I was like, all right, yeah, that's cool. I'm just going to go back to the hotel and go to sleep. So I go back to the hotel and, You know, I don't hear from anybody, whatever. I just go to sleep and I wake up the next morning at 530 because our flights were at seven. Our hotel was at the airport. So we just had to go right there. But yeah, um, I wake up and no one's in the hotel room. And I was like, (laughs) what? What is going on here? Epic. And I call them and they were still at the bar drinking because they convinced the bartenders
1: to let them stay.
0: And yeah, as as long as they want Just the all nighter.
1: Yeah, and... I don't know so, if I could stay up all night just on alcohol yeah, alone, man. Yeah, That's crazy. I definitely can't.
0: <laughs> so so I, I start looking at my phone. I start calling them, freaking out, trying to be like, where are you guys? What's going on? I finally get in touch with them. They're like, oh, we're coming to the hotel. So after that, I start looking at my phone and see I have all these notifications that you know we have all these just whatever it is it's just a ton of notifications about a tv being thrown and all this stuff <laughs> and basically what happened was is they the chisel and King Nine went to the show together. There was a TV on the side of the road. For some reason, they decided to stop and pick it up.
1: An older so TV too. Like yeah, it was, it's, yeah not like new, it's not a new. It's a flat TV. screen yeah. or
0: anything. It's like a
1: no. probably like a early two thousands, late nineties TV or something.
0: Yeah, it was. A, it was a as a CRT TV. It's an old tube TV, and uh, they put it in the van. And then on the way there, the chisel was like, "Oh, you guys got to play the intro before us." You got to play the intro before we play. So, you know, everybody's like, Oh yeah, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. And you know, another funny part is our drummer actually wasn't even there. Uh, Rudder was already back home cause he had to be at work. So, uh, John, our other guitar player hopped on drums and Martine who has been in King nine, you know, in and out for years. Uh, and he plays in terror and God's hate. Yeah played guitar and they just played they drunkenly played the intro <laughs> so sick and, yeah and um, Momo who plays in the chisel and he played in a, a French boy band called Rick's who was awesome Yeah. If you don't rules. Know, yep. yeah, check them out if you don't know him but uh, he just decided to take the TV out of the band and just tossed it into the crowd obviously no one got hurt uh, or at least I think <laughs> no one got hurt <laughs> But yeah, so it was just uh it was a it was a mess and now it's obviously had its little moment <laughs> on the internet and all
1: There's that, a t-shirt coming out of it. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I I'm I <laughs> Yeah, there is. <laughs> so so how did the chisel come up with the idea to play the the King 9 intro cuz they played it at the fest too, right? Uh y- yes. Uh I I uh, no,
0: sorry. Criminal Instinct played our intro at the fest and we played criminal instincts intro because okay. you know that, that's Sick. like we're like the same band that's that's like our our brothers like anything criminal instinct does anything god's hate does anything king nine does the three of us all do all of our shit together for the most part so
1: yeah it, you know
0: that's uh this So josiah came up with the idea of like oh maybe we should swap intros and, and i think it was a cool idea and they we, they did that and, and whatever but the chisel um is was just it was just a drunken
1: (laughs) it was just a drunken yeah request basically that's awesome yeah my friend was my friend was there and he was texting me he's all he's all dude the chisel just played the king nine intro and then someone threw a tv into the pit i was like that's awesome oh yeah Yeah, shout out to the chisel man i i mean i before i was into hardcore i was i was very much a you know, uh, Angelic Upstarts and, you know, oh, yeah. um, you know, Cox Bar. And, and I like love street punk before I was like into hardcore. So when that when I heard that Chisel record last year, it's like I, I just love it. So I got to see them in L.A. Um, last year. And yeah, I just love that band. I love that sound. And I just think it's so cool that they're they found it. They found their their niche in, in the hardcore scene to play and that people vibe with it. You know, I think it's awesome
0: oh yeah it's it's the best i mean i literally was just at a chisel show two nights ago in new york and and it, uh it they're just the they're the best they're they're absolutely the best i, I love them and, and i you know there is i think that uh hardcore has a lot of room for more crossover and things like that mm-hmm. because i you know when i was growing up I liked all that stuff too. I, I loved Cox bar. I, I love blitz. Like I, those are some of my like all time favorite bands. Um, but you know, the hardcore scene doesn't really rock with a lot of that for whatever reason. But I think that the chisel being involved in hardcore the way they are, I think is actually giving kids a lot of new, like, you know that it's a lot of, it's like a new avenue for kids to go down where they they hear all these bands they've never heard before and they it, it's it's cool and I, I i love it i love it
1: very much for sure yeah yeah me too um great band and and i definitely agree with you about that style of yeah i love it blitz dude blitz i haven't heard, listened to blitz in a long time i saw them at the showcase theater a few times great band Um, they're, they're amazing for sure. So yeah, I talked about criminal instinct. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about like the King nine, like connection or, or I know with, uh, Atlanta hardcore, Atlanta hardcore is not something I think is talked about too much. Um, unless you kind of are, are, you know, I mean, obviously there's some great bands that have came out of there, but, um, if you want to just share a little bit about that. Yeah. So it, it actually really started with backtrack. Um,
0: because, you know, Backtrack really was the first band in the modern era from Long Island that was like was like really touring and playing smaller hardcore shows and stuff. And there were some bands before them that did that. You know, This Is Hell and and shout out to Mike Musili again. But Crime and Stereo did it too. And, and but Backtrack was our friends, you know. And and we on one of the first Backtrack tours we went down to Atlanta and um, we had stayed at a house that a bunch of people lived at. There was, uh, it it was on Whiteford street uh, in Atlanta. It's not the greatest neighborhood. It's pretty, pretty rough area, but yeah, a bunch of people lived there. Thomas from foundation lived there. Uh, Josiah lived there, I think for periods of time, but, you know we all just became really close friends and i toured with foundation after that and and, nice you know josiah toured with backtrack and like everybody just became good friends and i mean to this day like me and josiah talk every single day he's one of my best friends and and uh, that's really where it started was like at this point it was like 15 years ago but yeah it was just just simply from touring and meeting people in, in Atlanta and just
1: becoming friends. It's really what it all boiled down to. That's what's up. What was it like touring with foundation? Uh, it was fun. I did have fun
0: touring with them. There were times where I wanted to kill everybody in the band, (laughs) but that's, you know, that's how it is with every, every tour you're ever on. So it doesn't really make a difference, but yeah, I, I I loved touring with them. I always had a great time with them and and I also just really loved Foundation as a band. Amazing so, band. Yeah, so I I was very like it was it was easy for me. I was just seeing a band I really liked every single night. You know, it, it wasn't
1: it wasn't a difficult thing for me. For sure. Um so just for time's sake, we'll keep it rolling. Uh we're talking to Dan Seely from King 9. We're live on uh, KZAA. 96.5 FM out of Casa De La Raza right now. And uh, what's up to everybody still streaming this? Thanks for listening. Um, so Long Island Hardcore. Man, I've had like so many good Long Island people on this show. Um, Jerry from Standstill, Still. Like I said, Brian from Incendiary. Mike. Uh, uh, Seb from Regulate. Gary from Kill Your Idols. um, there's more, but I can't think of them all right now. So I I feel like I've got to talk to a lot of different people about you know Long Island and and music from there and stuff. But kind of just wanted to ask you a little bit about you know Long Island hardcore and also there it's there's a lot of mixed type of you know music that comes out of Long Island. You know um, you got like the Silent Majority sound and all that stuff, but then you got King Nine and Backtrack and you know Kill Your Idols and it's just a really cool. Mix of a lot of different types of music, so I kind of just wanted to ask you a little bit about, you know, what 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 you think or your experience with with Long Island hardcore and music there and stuff.
0: I mean, for me, um, growing up in the early 2000s and and really like not realizing until later on that Long Island was such a vastly different place than a lot of different uh, places in the country. It, it was normal to me to be at a show, and you would see, you know, you would see a band. I'm going to drop some names right now that nobody's probably even <laughs> said in the last 20 years. But you would see a band like InCrypt Manuscript play, who I couldn't even explain to you what they sound like. <laughs> and then you would see, and then you would see Kill Your Idols play the same show, or yeah. you know, you would see. It, it, it was just everything was so diverse and different and everybody did their own thing, but everybody was still together on everything. And it was, it was very cool and it it was awesome. And that, that kind of did disappear for a while. There really wasn't, um, too many of the, there, there wasn't that much diversity in the way bands sounded and, and things they were about and things like that. But, now with bands like Coyo and standstill and you know King nine and pain of truth and you it, it, there it really is this like pretty diverse group of bands that are from Long Island that are proud to be from Long Island that are you know they're they're just they're different and, and it's it's great it, I, I can't say it enough how, how awesome it is to to have such a, a varied group on you know in the same scene essentially it's it's some of my favorite stuff because while i do love neglect and i i love i've always loved heavier hardcore i still do love silent majority like yeah. it's just part of being from long island you just have to love silent majority and <laughs> and they're one of my all-time favorite bands and it's just it's awesome it's something that's like very special and that i didn't realize was special until you know i i got a little older
1: for sure yeah i wish silent majority it's awesome that they're coming back to play there's there's so many yeah. cool shows happening back east like the death threat shows the silent majority show i'm like damn i want to like fly out there to go to one of those or something i i love hey, Silent majority too
0: I'll, I'll say this right now and i may be revealing too much information to people but um if you want to see Silent majority this is almost certainly going to be the last time you're going to be able to so i would definitely would think about going if i if you really wanted to for sure
1: that's good yeah. to know thank you um Okay, so a couple more things. This is a segment that I did kind of as a joke, um a few months ago, like or is like before Sound and Fury and it's became a popular segment on the show. So um it's the mosh segment. Um <laughs> so my the first question is if you are currently still a mosher or were a mosher in the past, then what's your favorite mosh move? <laughs> I mean <laughs> Hey man, it's a fan be- favorite. There's nothing I can yeah, do about I don't it, even you know? know. <laughs>
0: I don't even know to to so I, I I'm getting older and it hurts a lot to mm-hmm. do. So I, I really like stay out of it for the most part. But there are a few bands that when I see I'll still I'll still get in the mix. But I don't even know what it is to call it. Um, but I, I would think, uh, just finding one of my friends and swinging at them as hard as I can is, is what I would call
1: it. Yeah. That's a, that's a great, that's an epic move. That's a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's like one of my, you know, one of my favorite things is like, I just love like the local shows we throw here, you know, like no stage, small room. Yeah, of course. And it's like all, all of, all of us friends, you know, all my friends and we're kind of just moshing to each other's bands and yeah, always going after each other, you know, <laughs> like just, Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's awesome. There, there
0: really is. There really is nothing better than that just just going after your friends and you know the person i feel like i swing at the most is Lumpy who plays guitar in King Nine. He just always <laughs> somehow ends up near me and i will just try to hit him as hard as i can sometimes. <laughs> it's fun and then you could and then you could joke about it later too. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, you know, it, there's the other thing too is like Yo, I'm all, if you want to go after me, like just go for it, man. I'm in there.
1: I'm, I'm in the mix. Just do whatever you got to do. For sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, I got it. I'm going to, I have the uh, one segment I'll do. It's called quick hits. I'm going to ask you a couple either or questions, but before that, I just want to give you a chance. Like, uh, you know, you've been around for a while. Um, Hardcore's in a pretty cool crazy place right now. Um, lots of, you know, bands just doing big things, and it's just, there's more hardcore music now than I I can even know what to do with. Um, there seems like a new fest announcement every day that's somewhere different in the country, which I think is amazing. Um, so, yeah, I kind of just wanted to ask you, like, what you think about the current state of hardcore and, like, any favorite, uh, like, newer bands you have right now and, and any shout-outs you want to give?
0: Uh, So i mean the the hardcore right now is in the best place it's been in maybe ever since since i can remember at least so so give or take 20 years about um there is so many new bands that are coming out that are awesome that are different that are unique like like i was saying about mongrel uh there's a band called new world man that is members of uh pain of truth and blind justice and mind force that's amazing And, and, and there's just so much going on and that's so vastly different. And it's, it's awesome. The fact that, you know, I remember when United blood first came around and United blood was like me fest to be at. Yeah. And they were, they were not sure, you know, this is like 2007. They were not sure if they were going to even be able to sell, uh, five or six hundred tickets to yeah. sell out the, the venue that was at a venue in Richmond called Alley Cats. And they were like worried about that. And now hardcore is at a place where you could book a fest that's a pretty good lineup and there will be twenty five hundred kids there. It's like yep, there this is this is the best that it's ever been and and I just hope that people can like cherish that and like really cultivate it. Yeah, there is gonna be people that come there is gonna be people that come and go. But that doesn't mean anything. If you care about this thing, stick with it. Just cultivate everything you can. Stop trying to think that, you know, there are people that don't belong at hardcore shows. There's there's no getting around that. There are people that don't belong, but they have to prove that they don't belong. Yeah. You can't just assume somebody doesn't belong because they don't belong unless, you know, they're wearing a, they're wearing a swastika on their shirt. (laughs) That's the one sure way, you know, that they don't belong.
1: Yep. Gotta go
0: yeah but you know other than that you you can't really just assume that people don't belong because you don't like the way they look or you don't like how they found out about it you know there's a big argument now about yeah about kids finding about finding out about hardcore through tiktok and and instagram and all that stuff and it's like it doesn't matter how you found it it doesn't matter how you ended up here as long as you ended up here that's what matters
1: totally and i mean it's it's just the it's the it's the Natural progression of society. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we found bands through, you know, the way we found bands through shows and flyers and whatever. And now this is the way that kids find hardcore. And if they, if they like it and they connect to it, then who cares, you know? Cause it's exactly one exactly. out of every 500 people. I'd say actually probably like one out of every 3,000 people you walk across in the street has ever even heard of like you know not bad brains was it? <laughs> agnostic front yeah, or yeah. something you know like or war zone or something like nobody people don't know what hardcore is you know? like, yeah of course not so of to land so, so to hear it and then go to a show and be like oh i like this like that's a that's a very unique thing you know it's not yeah, for everybody and, and, so yeah and i think that's something that
0: more people have to like really think about and like realize that like that it's not this it's not, it's not a crazy thing. It, it's not this like ridiculously unique thing. I think people have to realize that it's like, yeah, it's different. And, and if somebody likes it, for whatever reason they like it,
1: that's okay. Totally. Um, all right. Do you want to give any shout-outs? Uh, I have nothing to shout out besides uh, Los Angeles Hardcore because I love it very much. Right and uh, Long Island and New York Hardcore. That's right. Okay. Um thank you so much for calling in the station and coming on the show. I appreciate it a lot. Um it's an honor for me. And uh hopefully we can get King Nine to play in Oxnard or Ventura in in the sometime this year. That would be really fun. Well, thank you for having me, and I, I really would love to do that. That would be awesome. For sure. Okay, I'm gonna ask I'm gonna hit you with these quick hits right now. You just gotta answer. Um, go for it. Alright. Movie Life or Silent, silent Majority? Silent Majority. Crow or Agnostic Front? Agnostic Front. Stand still or Coyo. Stand still. <laughs> Warzone or Gorilla Biscuits? Warzone. Vinny Testaverde or Mark Sanchez? Oh Vinny Testaverdi. <laughs> Stefan Marbury or Latrell Sprewell? Oof. Stephon Marbury, because right. he's from New York. <laughs> Mike Piazza or David Wright? Oh, <laughs> uh, David Wright only because he was on the team longer and had more success. Okay, sick of it. Sick of it all or Madball? Madball. Nice, thanks, man. I, I I I hope to stump people on at least one. So I kind of got you to pause on Mike Piazza, David Wright. So <laughs> <that's good. laughs> that was a hard one. Yeah. All right, Dan, well, I hope you have a a great Thursday evening. Go Islanders, and um, I'll catch up with you soon. Thanks again.
0: Thank you very much for having me, man.
1: All right,
0: later. Peace.